Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homey. I'm your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to join us today here where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. Our listeners are business creators, and they can be entrepreneurs, small business owners, and local business owners. We can have marketing and business coaches. We have the folks who help others build their businesses. And on the other side of that coin, we have the do-it-yourselfers who love to have your own hands on the levers as you market and grow your business. If you are one or more of the above, explore episodes and discover how we and our experts help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. We're also on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show. Fresh content is added every single week. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us help more business creators just like you. One of my favorite topics here on Business Creators Radio Show is public relations, media relations, getting more PR. And we've had a number of great guest experts on the Business Creators Radio Show on those topics. Today... We are going to cover PR to profit, gain exposure, build buzz, and make money. And to share that with us today, we have none other than Christina Daves, the founder of PR for everyone, excuse me, PR for anyone.com. Well, anyone and everyone, but it is PR for anyone.com. Just to tell you a little bit about Christina, she's a serial entrepreneur who has founded and run five successful companies over the past 20 years. She has a knack for discovering niche markets from service industries to retail to consumer goods. Through her latest venture, Casmetic Designs, she designs and manufactures metafashions, which are accessories to make medical boots fashionable. This sounds very exciting. Christina's products have won national awards and have also been worn by celebrities. Desperately needing brand awareness and product exposure after launching and not having any resources to hire a publicist or pay for advertising, which are very common concerns of our listeners here on Business Creators Radio Show, Christina Daves taught herself everything she could about doing her own publicity. And in less than one year, she appeared in over 50 media outlets, including three appearances on The Steve Harvey Show. Dr. Oz, local affiliates of NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, and The CW, The Washington Post, and national magazines like All You and Parenting. And to date, Christina's appearances have grown to over 250 and most recently include Forbes and Success Magazine and Bloomberg Radio. As a result of her PR success, she founded PRForAnyone.com to help other small businesses owners learn how to do what she did to have similar success. And I could keep going on and on and on and on here, so I'll go just a little bit further. Christina's clients have been featured in outlets such as CNN, MSNBC, Fox Business, Wall Street Journal, O Magazine, People Style Watch, Good Housekeeping, and many more. This free publicity has generated over seven figures in sales. Christina is also the author of the best-selling book, PR for Anyone, 100-plus affordable ways to easily create buzz for your business, which shares her personal PR experiences as well as easy-to-follow tips to help small businesses gain their own publicity. And let me just say to the listeners right now, as you know, not only am I the host of the Business Creators Radio Show, but I also join you in the audience as a student with my pen and paper out ready for that slight edge to help me win at the game of business and marketing. And for today, I have about 12 number two pencils and a whole box of pens <laughs> ready just in case I run out of ink or run out of lead. Christina, welcome aboard. 
Hi, thank you so much for having me. You bet, you bet. And my commitment for the next 54 minutes here is I'm going to do everything I can to prove myself worthy to be on the same show as you. <laughs> now, I, I'd say you're pretty worthy. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, now, I read off your very impressive bio there, which you know blew me away. But what we like to do here at Business Creators Radio Show is, in addition to our bios, we usually have kind of a story too. So what I like to do is give those of our listeners who may not have heard of you yet a chance to get to know you a little. So just tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to where you are today. Sure, and it's it's kind of a very unconventional path. I love it. Um, I actually, yeah, I actually graduated from college. All I ever wanted to do was go into international business. I was a double major in political science and German. I had a job in Europe. I was ready to go, and my father was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And at that age, right after college, and this is back in a time when there was no internet, there were no cell phones. You communicated back and forth to Europe by writing letters. Um, so I chose not to go. And then I had to figure out, well, what in the world was I going to do? Uh, so I, I kind of got thrown into the entrepreneurial loop. I had some friends who were starting an event planning company, two guys, and they said, hey, we really want a woman's touch. Why don't you come join us? So I did that for all through my 20s. Uh, my big claim to fame is we booked the Dave Matthews Band about two weeks before they made it on the radio. I think we paid them about $200. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, like, I like to say I discovered the Dave Matthews Band. Yes. Uh, but then I went on. I did, I did lots of other things. I owned a retail store for almost 10 years. And I, you know, my mid-40s, I burned out. Retail's really hard. And I, quote, unquote, retired. Well, when you've live this entrepreneurial lifestyle for so long, it's very difficult to retire. But I did. I took about a year off. My kids were, you know, getting close to teenage years. I thought, all right, I'll just spend time with them, which was very hard to be home. And I had this freak accident on vacation, and I broke my foot. And I ended up in one of those big, ugly, black medical boots. And we were headed to New York City. And I thought, I'm not going to New York City looking like this. So on the train, I'm searching medical boot fashions, medical boot accessories, anything to make this awful, awful boot look better. And there was nothing on the market. And I joke all the time, my poor husband, because he could see the light bulbs going off. And he thought, oh, here she goes again. <laughs> But we came back, and I started researching, and I found out that there are close to 4 million people just in the United States every single year put in medical boots. I would say it's a lot of ugly people walking around. Right. So I started doing focus groups and just doing a lot of research and found that there really was a demand for this. There really was a need to make to make the recovery process more fun and fashionable and, you know, instead of people looking at it and saying, oh, gosh, you know, Christine, I'm so sorry what happened. It's, oh, look how cute. You know, that's so fun. What a great way to, you know, recover. So that, that's how all of that started. And I launched Casmetic Designs and, um, you know, we've got all these products to make the medical boot look better. But when I launched, what I didn't realize is that I had created an entirely new space in the market. It wasn't just a new product, but nobody knew they needed to decorate their medical boots. So I had to figure out how to share it with the world. And as many people listening know, I had no money left. I was broke. I couldn't afford advertising. I couldn't afford a publicist. So I taught myself everything I could 
about DIY PR. I went to the library, I read every book, I watched webinars, anything I could find, and then I started figuring out things that worked. And they started working over and over again. And you had mentioned I was in 50 media outlets the first year. Well, then all my entrepreneurial friends started calling me, you know, Christina, how are you doing this? You've got to teach me. So I joke, you know, I couldn't do any more breakfast or lunches with friends to pick my brain, and that resulted in PR for anyone. So I could get to a much broader scope of people if I had this website and I had these resources, and then I wrote the book, and, you know, I have coaching and programs and all kinds of things, but it's just a way for small business owners to learn how to do what I did on a budget being able to get exposure because that exposure leads to new customers, and that's the most important thing. You know, it's very interesting, uh, the idea of creating fashion around medical boots, because it's not like you have a cast on where you can have everybody autograph it. I mean, this is like a, a big, very ugly, clunky thing that, if yeah. I understand correctly, is I've never actually worn one. It doesn't have, like, vinyl or latex or something around it, so you can't even sign it or draw hearts on it or anything like that. Well, now you can because I designed a product. One of my sockets are made specifically to sign. Nice. But you're right. There, there's nothing prior to me. There was nothing you could do. There's no way to sign it because it's fabric and then the heart on the side. And No, there was just this big robotic boot. That's all you got. Right. Now, I have a feeling you've kind of partially answered one of our questions already, the question we ask all of our guests. But before we get to that, I just wanted to note a couple things here. Um, you, uh, When you were in college, you double major, majored in political science and German. Now, interestingly yeah. for me, um, I was a, a poli-sci major as well because I thought I was headed to law school. And I also was a Middle East studies minor because I was involved oh. in, uh, I, was, I was a teaching assistant for a Middle East history class and I really loved the culture and studying that the history of that so I took it on as a minor because it was a lot of fun and between that major and that minor I also ended up with a paper history minor because I had so many history courses that all I had to do is assign a paper and look at that I'm a history right. minor too so so, right. so I uh, so I went looking around seeing if there are any other minors I could put on there just to beef up the credentials a little bit uh, yeah. I you know story for another time because this one's all about you I eventually ended up going to MBA school and eventually ended up as an entrepreneur as a result of a chance meeting in the hallway uh, but it's funny how life goes sometimes and how our yeah. inspiration happen when we least expect them. It's like, you know, you don't go to a mastermind and get up and get on the hot seat and have the flip chart in front of you and come up with the idea of, oh, I'm going to come up with, uh, I'm going to come up with uh, cosmetic designs and do things with medical boots. Sometimes our greatest inspirations happen when we're trying to solve a problem in real life. It's like, I'm going to New York and I'm wearing this thing. No, no, I don't think so. Right. I'm not I'm not doing this without a little style and a little pizzazz and you put that all together and you said yourself your husband saw the wheels turning it's like uh-oh here uh, enough yep. startup <laughs> so, Exactly. He's been through so many with me. <laughs> I'm now banned from starting any new businesses. 
Well, um, after your appearance on Business Creators Radio Show, you might not have a choice. Uh, you might uh, yes. you might have somebody uh, show up here. I mean, we've had instances where people have gained clients from this show or have been introduced to other people. So, uh, you know, that's one of the beauties of being on the new media, such as podcasts, webinars, yes. and the like, is you never know who you're going to connect, and it really levels the playing field. You also made an interesting comment that you created prforanyone.com. I have to keep saying PR for anyone.com because I goofed it up in the beginning so I have to make up for it. it's like my penance you know what don't don't worry Adam because you know what I did you're not the first person who did that so if anybody types in PR for everyone.com they'll get to the right site it'll forward right over and and, so. and boom goes the dynamite I knew you yeah. had that covered uh, but my, yeah, my point here was is you made you made the observation that so many people were trying to pick your brain and you know, for me, if somebody ever says, you know, I want to pick your brain, I say, my brain is fine. I don't need you sticking blunt instruments in there and picking it. I need my brain to do my thing. So, no, you can't have your free coaching session. And I tell everybody, if you are serious about making the connections, you're going to grow your business, start a podcast and host a podcast. You'll get listeners just because you have it and the extent to which you syndicate it and move it into different markets is completely a matter of your own efforts and your own willingness to move forward with it. But I have been connected and met so many people simply because I have a podcast. There are people that have been on my podcast and even other entrepreneurs have said, how the heck did you get that person? And I said, I invite yeah. to be on the Business Creators Radio Show. I didn't come to them saying, hey, let's meet for coffee and pick your brain. Oh, no. Right. No, no. Because when you say, let's meet for coffee and pick your brain, first of all, that, does, that doesn't take an hour. That takes three hours because you have to figure you lose the right. hour before and after and travel time, preparation time, ramp down time, ramp up time. And uh, besides that, I don't drink coffee and I uh, don't uh, – <laughs> Oh, uh, years ago. You sound like me. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Years and years and years ago when I was in a different life, uh, when I was in the corporate world and I was in training and development, and uh, somebody in a, in a professional organization that I belong to wanted to give me some what they thought was bad news, which actually to me was a godsend. Funny how that works sometimes. And they called and they kept trying to press me about when can you meet for coffee? And I said, I, I said, I very rarely drink coffee, uh, but when I do, I like it straight up without all the BS. So give me it. So give it to me straight or I don't want to hear it. And since then I've never taken another coffee date and I am proud of my record. Yeah. 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 And, but it's hard. I'm sure you've done it and people listening. It's hard to say no. It's hard to say no to friends. And but you've got to value your time. Right. You know, right. you you are you are good at what you do. And somebody said that to me. They said, if it's if it's easy, you're good at it. So right. that that's what you really need to focus on. So it's not easy for other people. So they should pay you to make it easy for them. Yeah. That's, you have I see it. You have a service that you're providing, and that's, you know, I tell people too, you know, they always call and they say, oh, I don't have any money. I said, I, I, I'd love to help you, but this is my business. This is, this is how I pay the mortgage. So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like uh, our web hosting company doesn't accept a cup of coffee in a brain-picking session and exchange right. services. They want money. Right. <laughs> so, so now cold this, hard cash, right? Exactly. Now you're touching on where I'm going next, and our listeners of the Business Creators Radio Show, our loyal listeners, know what's coming up next. So we can always already hear the drum rolling, which is getting my cat.
that excited because she's sitting right here. Here in the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. A lot of our listeners tell me they have everything they need to implement anything that anybody from Christina Daves to anybody else tells them they need to do except for time and money. This is a question we ask every expert who appears on Business Creators Radio Show. And what I like is not only the variety of different answers, but also the variety of ways the question is interpreted. So how do time and money factor into what we're going to share today about PR to profit? So it does take a little bit of time to get publicity, to learn how to do it. It doesn't take a lot of time, but that time will generate money. So are you willing to invest in yourself and your business to learn the tools to get on the Steve Harvey show, to get on Oprah Magazine, to get on CNN? Because what does that mean when those logos are on your website and you're seen as the expert in your industry or you're seen as a product that's been you know, given the credibility to be on national television. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're a product or a service, but having those logos is valuable. And, and it allows you to charge more money. If you have, and, and I, in webinars that I do, I have a picture of kind of a disheveled gentleman. And I said, yeah. you know, would you hire him as your financial planner? And everybody says, no, no, he's messy. He looks like he, you know, just woke up. Well, then I show the exact same picture and I put the logos below it. I said, what about this gentleman? Absolutely. Uh, and then everyone's like, oh, now I get it. Now I see it. But it's really important to realize the value of what publicity can do for your business. And it's worth investing the time to get that return on your investment. That's great. And that's a great segue for where we can go next. Um, you told us that you have been on the Steve Harvey show. In fact, you were named Steve Harvey's top inventor on his syndicate show. Uh, and I just thought it was funny because, you know, we have many entrepreneurs out there who have the logos on their website. And I can go into the discussion forums on Facebook and LinkedIn and I can have people making fun of the logos, making a joke of the logos. In fact, uh, I, I, in fact, I confess, um, I have a collection of logos next to a picture of myself that says, as seen surfing on. And I put the logos of all my top <laughs> websites. But I have been, I myself have been on major media and I've, uh, and I have a lot of mentions on websites and things like that like that, as do a lot of people. And I haven't spent a whole lot of money on it either. Uh, one of my clients, Dan Janelle of PR Leads, draws the distinction between yeah. as seen on, which means you did a press release, like, you know, Dan issues press releases, yeah. and you, um, and you, uh, and as a result of that press release going out, you have now been seen on all these websites. And also, uh, there are other um, services out there, I could name about a half dozen, where you pay them X amount of money, and they'll make sure that some commercial you do or five-minute interview clip you do gets featured on a CBS affiliate somewhere somewhere like a Tumwa, Iowa. So now you can say you've yeah. been seen on CBS. And by ethics, it's legitimate because you were seen on CBS. Now, uh, there's a difference between that and then there's a distinction between as featured in or as featured on. And this is where we have the um, articles published on Forbes. This is where we have the interview on USA Today. This is where we have the appearance on the Steve Harvey show. 
So I guess where I'm, I'm going with this is I think it was fantastic that you got on the Steve Harvey show. I mean, that's just amazing. I love Steve Harvey. He's a great guy. Um, I never watch TV, but I do watch Family Feud clips on YouTube. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so how did you get Steve Harvey? Well, can I, before I answer that, I do want to go back to what you just said because I have a real issue with that. I have a real issue when somebody sends out a press release, and I did that. Like when I launched my book, I sent out a press release because I wanted SEO and I wanted to sell a lot of books on that one day. And my press release in its entirety went up on 1,800 websites, including affiliates of ABC, NBC, and Fox. I did not put that on my website. To me, that's not legitimately you were on that television show or you're on and that's why I'm very specific with my logos very specific with the Steve Harvey show with Dr. Oz I I talk about I've been on affiliates of ABC NBC CBS and Fox I have been on national NBC but I'm really because I just think it's like you said I think that's wrong and I think it's unethical Um, I think that that if you are on a, a legitimate show in a legitimate magazine, you should put that on there. But don't do that by sending out a press release. Well, yeah, and I, and I, and I see what you mean, though. And that's why we draw distinctions between as seen on, which, I mean, yeah, you go to that website and you go to that affiliate's website. Yeah, you're seen on there. That's, that's true. Right. But there's a distinction between that and as featured in or as featured on. And I personally love – that distinction. And I mean, as seen in and as seen on is easy to achieve. As, as we know, you can do a press release, you can pay one of those many companies out there that'll get you a spot somewhere. Um, so that's as seen on. I mean, somebody can click on it, it's there, it's for real. But as featured in is Steve Harvey featured you as one of his favorite inventors. So tell me about Steve. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Steve Harvey. So it's it's a really fun story. Um, people, everyone who's listening, sign up for Harrow, which is help a reporter out. Uh, it's a free service. Three times a day, they send out queries from journalists looking for sources, experts, guests on their shows. People always say, oh, Christine, I can't do Harrow. Nothing ever comes of it or it takes up too much time. It is worth the time. A lot of my national coverage has come from Harrow. So I had responded in August to a query that said, would you like to take your product to the next level national television? But I didn't know what it was. So I responded, never heard anything. And as entrepreneurs, we have our ups and our downs. And it was October and I was definitely at a low spot. (laughs) And I remember it was a Tuesday night and I was just kind of you know, why is nothing working? Why? I work so hard. I can't, you know, it's just so frustrating. And I woke up Wednesday morning and there's an email sitting in my inbox from the Steve Harvey show. Wow. And they said, you responded to a query a couple months ago. We were interested in talking to you. Or they said, we need a video by 10 a.m. Okay, now keep in mind, <laughs> a video. <laughs> what? a video by 10. So my brain is going as fast as it can. And I had, this is a whole nother story, but I had applied for Shark Tank. I made it almost all the way to LA where I got cut kind of at the last minute. So that was another heartbreaking moment, but that door closed and my Steve Harvey door opened. So I took my Shark Tank video, edited it as best I could to take out the Shark Tank stuff and I sent it to them. And they liked the video. So that went on to the next step. So I spent the whole day kind of on the phone with producers and 
then 9 o'clock that night, I'm at a booster club meeting at the high school. I walk out in the parking lot, and my phone rings, and it's the producer or the associate assistant producer that I'd been talking to all day, and he said, we'd love to have you on the show. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. I still don't know what the show is about. Okay. And I said, that's great. When? They said, we need you to fly out tomorrow. What is the name <laughs> on your driver's license, and what is your airport of choice? This well, is 9 o'clock at night. At least they're paying for yeah, they're paying. it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, what? My husband's like, just go. I'll figure out the kids. You just go. So, again, I still I don't know what it is. Now, I had to bring product with me. I kind of got the feeling that it was a Shark Tank-ish kind of thing, but I, di- I didn't know. Right. And I got to Chicago, and I have a driver, and I get in the car, and obviously I'm a chit-chatty kind of person. And the driver's really? like, wow, nobody really ever talks to me. <laughs> So we start talking. I have a 45-minute drive. I may as well talk. Well, and I don't know if you're familiar. I'm sure you are, and I'm sure many of your listeners are, but the the book, The Secret, which is something that I live by. I live by The Secret. I I envision things. I believe in things. Well, he had told me that the publisher of The Secret had sat where I was sitting the day before. And I called my husband, and I said, I don't know what's about to happen, but it's something big. No pressure, Something big is going to happen. No pressure. (laughs) So then I get there the next day, and they open the door into the green room, and they said, "You're all. It's a, it's a competition. You're all vying for a twenty thousand dollar prize. Come up with your pitch." It's like what? And now you're going to hair and makeup, so you're trying to talk to people, but not talk to people. And in your brain, you're trying to you know do your sales pitch. So long story short, there were six of us. And I will tell you, there was another product that I really thought was going to win. He had a great concept with an iPad. The audience loved it. I I, I don't know. But again, remember, something great is supposed to happen to me. And the judges, they had a panel of judges, and they chose me as the winner. And even Steve Harvey was surprised. He was. I think everybody thought the iPad guy was going to win. Sure. But for whatever reason. The judges picked me, and yeah, it was amazing, 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 amazing. And what I want to point out in your story there is it's because you were persistently consistent with what you were doing, and you yeah. were focused and you were targeted about what you were doing. I mean, there are services out there. I mean, we have PR leads. We have Harrow. Uh, there are other types of services like that that get you leads from reporters, and when you consistently answer that stuff and you keep putting it out there, you're not going to get quoted on every single one. You're going to miss a lot of deadlines, and you may not you know, have exactly what they need at that moment. But you keep putting yourself out there and you never know what could happen. I mean, you responded to a media lead uh, and I'm sure you responded to that media lead. You had absolutely no idea thinking to yourself, well, if I answer to this one, uh, I know this is going to end up on the desk of Steve Harvey's producer in 10 days. I'm going to get a phone call. Right. You weren't thinking that at all. Not at all. And I will tell you that I also got on Dr. Oz. Yeah. Because of a relationship I built with a producer through Harrow. I've been in Success Magazine that I was just in, came through Harrow. Um, so it's just really, I mean, it's just a great tool. But you're right. You have to be willing to invest the time to do it. But look at what I got out of it. I mean, Steve Harvey, I made a fortune. It was yes. on national television, people. And it's syndicated. So there are reruns. And then 
I mean, I, I think I'm pretty smart. I went back to them every time something great happened. Uh, I got Diana Ross to wear my product. And wow. I took the picture and I, yeah, I sent it back to Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey did a three-minute segment about me and my product. And he said, if the diva of divas, the diva Diana Ross is wearing this, you know it's got to be good. You can't pay nice. for that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's a six-figure endorsement right there. Yeah, you. If you pay six figures for that, it's still going to turn around for you, return on investment wise. Uh, but what yeah. I like about your story here, and I want to develop this a little bit further, is you don't necessarily have to pay a lot of money here. Um, I mean, uh, one of the questions that I want to ask here is, uh, you know, you did your own publicity and you appeared in over fifty media outlets. We've talked about Steve Harvey. We've talked about Dr. Oz. And uh, this was over 50 media outlets in just one year, and you did this yourself. So it sounds to me like we don't really need a high-priced PR firm at all. Now, did you get all this just responding to reporter leads, or what else is there that our business creators need to be doing? I did the reporter leads. Um, I did a lot in my local market. Uh, I'm in the Washington, D.C. area. I pitched my local Fox for a story, and I was on Fox. When I was on the Steve Harvey show, they air on NBC, and I went to my NBC station and said, hey, you probably really want to have me on the day of this show. And of course, then they went to Steve Harvey and found out everything that happened. I was not allowed to tell them that. So that's how I got on NBC. I, the Washington Post is here. You know, I pitched a local reporter who writes for the Washington Post. So you're local, and I happen to live in a big city, but you, you'll have even more success in a smaller smaller area because they're always looking for stories. I have right. a client who's in um, oh, is it Arkansas? I think it's Arkansas. But anyway, I taught her how to pitch her local kind of, you know, she's generating jobs in the community. She's a product-based business, but all her products are made in their community. So we thought that was a great story, and they kind of did a hometown hero story. So it's really, you can get a lot locally, and get. And if you're a local business, that's all you really need. If you're a local florist or a local landscaper, that's where you want to be anyway, is on your right. local television and your local newspapers. That's where your customers are. That's where your money is. Right, right. When you're in the, and then when you're on the online version of the local paper would have you. Let's say you're a florist in Arlington, Virginia. Uh, people who do Google searches uh, trying to find a florist in Arlington, Virginia, the combination of that being a local news outlet that's optimized for Arlington and you being a florist will get you rankings. Exactly. Funny how that works, exactly. huh? But yep. what I'd like to do, so I'd like to rewind here a bit because somewhere along the line here, you lost a fortune. And yep. what happened there? I did. I did, and this is, I always say it's part of the story, and it's why I am where I am, because if I had the money, I probably would have paid for advertising or would have hired a publicist, right. so this whole other venture never would have happened, but uh, I did. I I had created a product, you know, I owned a retail store, but I didn't, it wasn't big box retail, and I, I didn't know how to get my product into big box retail, which I now know it will never be in big box retail, because it's very niche. But when somebody you know, tells you how great it is and sells you on all these concepts, and yeah, I fell for it hook, line, and sinker, and I got in a contract that I couldn't get out of. I was paying monthly. After four and a half months, they were supposed to help me get my product manufactured. Uh, they told me they could not find any faux fur in China. 
And I will tell you, so people think, oh, you manufactured in China. I tried to have my product manufactured in the United States for five months. I, can't, I have a yellow pad that I've kept that has every factory across the U.S. that does cut and sew, and nobody would work with me. Right. And that's a whole other interview we could do. Uh, but So I knew I needed to go overseas, and he told me they couldn't find any faux fur in China. And I told you I owned a retail store with my best friend. So she was at the Atlanta Gift Mart, and she thought it was funny for four days to send me pictures of every product made in China that had fur on it. Wow. <laughs> so, but I couldn't get out of the contract. So, yeah, I spent $27,000, and I got nothing. That's uh, very unfortunate. And I think that almost all of our listeners here in the Business Creators Radio Show have at some point – spend money and got a negative return on investment or a lack of yeah. return on investment. So if you had to do that one over again, um, what do you think you could have done that – what do you think you could have done that would have possibly – how should we put this – spared you yeah. the problem I of losing $27,000? I would never sign a contract again that was not somewhat performance-based. That there has to be milestones and there has to be accomplishments along the way. Otherwise, you can get out of the contract. Right. So don't sign, don't sign a year-long contract where the itty-bitty tiny fine print says that there are no guarantees. I see. I think that is something we all need to be aware of is the fine print. And, you know, we we get excited about doing things. We get excited about signing off on things. And sometimes it's the fine print that really saves us, not only as the consumer, so to speak, of the service, because you are going to be the client of the service, but also as the provider of the service. Uh, by, you know, reading what's going on, whether you're the you're the recipients of the contract or you're the creator of the contract and making sure certain protections are in there. It's just a great way to make sure we all remain friends and to protect you from making errors such as that. And I think that applies whether you're looking to hire a retail expert or whether you're looking to hire a PR firm or whatever it is. Now, here is another thing that I would like to ask here because what I love about your story, Christina, is that persistence and perseverance got my product, it got your product manufactured. So what advice would you have for someone who doesn't even know where to begin with PR? I mean, we have people out there saying, well, how the heck do I get the logos? How do I get on Oprah? Right. Buy my book. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, there there is a lot of really good information on my website that's free, seriously. Uh, it, it's just a matter of learning the, the tools to do that. Like I said, Harrow is great. Harrow is a great resource. Get get signed up for that and get, you know, that that's just one of the easiest, fastest ways to do that. Um, the other thing, like I said, is start local. Pitch a story. You know, you want – this is the key to publicity. It has to be something that's newsworthy to the audience. You know, as much as I would love to say, oh, just put my boots on – no, that's not that's not the newsworthy story. You know, I've been on for National Healthy Foot Month. That was a you know kind of a fun spin on getting my product on. Um, I was on, I told you about NBC. You know, they talked about the Inventors Competition. So it's it's making a newsworthy story. 
Uh, there's something called a non-traditional calendar, which is really fun to look at. There, uh, I talk about there was a, a bakery here that was on for National Bacon Day because they created a, a maple bacon frosting on their cupcake. So right. it's just getting creative and thinking outside of the box. It's not, it's not about you or your business. It's about what you can make that's fun and newsworthy for an audience and how can you – you know, wrap your business, your product, your service, your brand into that story because you'll reap the benefits of it. They're going to talk about you. They're going to put your website down. They're going to link to you. But it can't just be about you. Right. Yeah, I think that's I think that's very important stuff that we need to be aware of. And again, I think that's a great mindset for anybody that's looking to get into PR or looking to gain more public relations for, for their business. And uh, while, you know, while we're on this topic here, um, I would like to ask a question about, um, about the Oprah effect. Uh, you know, everybody believes, and I hear this so many times, that if they can just get on Oprah, their life will change. It will change, but it can also change for the negative. And okay. I tell people this all the time. If you want to be in Oprah Magazine, if you want to be on the Today Show, you better be able, your website better be able to handle the traffic, and you better be able to fill your orders or sell your books or whatever it is that you're talking about that they're going to promote. And for and Oprah, obviously, it's a product-based business. But I know people who've gone out of business because they couldn't fill the orders. And the negative you know, the negative customer service and the negative everything, it just shut their business down. Uh-huh. So it's important that if you're going after the Oprah effect, you've got, you know, you've got a warehouse full of merchandise, you've got a fulfillment mm -hmm. center that can fill your orders, you're, you're ready to go. Now I've heard from you're some... You're going to play with the big boys. You've got to hang with them. you got to be ready to do that. And, and not only Oprah, but yeah. we've heard these stories about Groupon and other ways yep. you can get publicity uh, for your business or visitors to your web pages. And next thing you know, it's like, holy crap, now I have to fulfill all this and I don't know what to do. So we have these bakeries that have uh, home bakery licenses and they can do maybe three dozen cupcakes a day and they've just right. sold 350,000 cupcakes. Yeah, like, I put them out of business. <laughs> right. Now what? I right. mean, I mean how, do you even, how do you even get a factory ramped up in time to fulfill that in a timely manner and without losing your shirt? I mean, holy heck. I mean, you got to be real careful with that. So here's a... Here's something else, and, and I got this question from uh, a couple of our listeners who heard you were going to be on Business Creators Radio and Show and submitted this question in advance. And I, you know, since you've been on places like Steve Harvey, um, Dr. Oz, uh, you've been on almost all the major news networks at one time or another. Uh, and this actually happened to a client of ours. Before they became a client of ours, they were on one of the major advice shows. I'm not going to say which one or which client, but most of our listeners actually know who I'm talking about. Uh, but we had a situation where somebody was invited to a talk show, and they were interviewed on their, on their business. But it turned out that the slant of the interview was extremely negative, and it was meant to attack them. And not only that, but the host of the show arranged for this person's competitors to be in the audience and heckle them. 
Really? What do you do in a situation like that? And how do you? And now again, uh, I mean, it's hard for me to say that they didn't arrange for it because it just—it's just a little bit too coincidental that they have this person on stage and then they have their direct competitors in the audience who then stand up and attack them. It's hard for me to say that somebody didn't have an agenda there. I mean, it could have been a complete coincidence, but. I don't know. but So let's assume that it actually was a complete coincidence. So you come on to um, a talk show, you come on to a news show, and it turns out that the reporter or the interviewer has an agenda to use you as a cautionary tale or to make you look bad, to make themselves look good. And just so happens, through a complete set of unrelated circumstances, your direct competitor who hates you is in the audience. And they stand up and they start attacking you, and your host joins in on it. How do you turn that around and make that a positive for your business? Because this is going to be all over the world. There's no stopping it. It's going to go out on a hundred different news networks. Yeah, well, that I mean, it's obviously a nightmare situation, and right. and you know, other than politics, you really you really don't see that that badly on national television. Right. Um, I, I, if you're there, I mean, I would just continue to focus on the positives of your business. Now, I, wasn't, I don't know what the interview was about. I don't know what the competitor was, you know, but there's, you always have something that's more positive for your business that yes. somebody else does. I always say there's something you do better than anybody else does. Right. So I would have just immediately tried to focus on that. Right. And you also have to remember that people watching – might feel bad for you or might really like your product or service better. I, right. I have a story. I, I got really bad publicity one time, and I made the mistake. I, I promoted before I had product, and I used prototype pictures. They weren't the finals. They, it's actually, it's a product I never even manufactured. And I was on Refinery29, which is one of the top-ranking fashion blogs. Yeah. I mean, they're t you know, top, top page of Google. I've heard of it. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so the article was written, and it said, she has a good idea, but her designs are awful. It's tweens meets Michaels. It's like, oh, kick in the stomach. Yeah. This is a nightmare. Nightmare. I'm like, it, it, finally, three years later, it does not appear on page one anymore. But the funny thing is, with Google Analytics, you can tell what's driving traffic and what's selling on your website. I made thousands of dollars from that article. Yeah. So just because somebody else, just because the person who wrote the article didn't like it, didn't mean that the people reading the article didn't see the picture and thought, oh, that's a great idea, and went and bought it. So just because you're getting lambasted on national television, you know, by maybe people don't like the way you're being treated and feel badly for you, or again, you just keep spinning your positive. What's the the thing that you do that's so great that nobody else does? I mean, that, that, that would be the thing that I would do in a situation like that. I absolutely love that. Um, in the case of our, of our listener who had that situation that I mentioned a few minutes ago, that's exactly what he did. He just stood tall, stood proud, continued to share the merits of what it was that he offers, and he ended up getting a lot of business from it. Yeah. And, and 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 the way he dealt and the way he dealt with it is um is he put a post on his blog which actually got picked up and got mentioned in some media outlets where he said yeah this is what happened and and this is the situation I found myself in but you know what in the end it doesn't matter they put me on TV. Right. Yeah. Right. 
and, 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 and after that, the controversy just kind of went away, and it turned into a great positive for his business. So, I mean, I think that point is exactly right, and I kind of knew you were going to go with that. And you raise a good point, too, that, you know, the fact that you're being attacked by certain people can be interpreted as an endorsement. Um, I believe it was Franklin Roosevelt who said something to the effect of, I asked you judge me by who my enemies are. It was something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing right. it. But his whole point was, before you judge me, look at the people who are putting me down and then make your own decisions about whether what I did was good or bad. Um, and we see this a lot. And we're seeing this a lot, uh, you know, in our, you know, here in the United States, uh, 2015, if you're listening to this like three years from now on the iTunes channel, it's 2015. And at the time that we're doing this interview, um, we have uh, we have Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders, who are both running for president um, for their respective political parties. And I'm seeing a lot of memes on the Internet that show some of the establishment candidates or the establishment leaders of those particular parties, and they'll say, these guys don't like Trump. To the American people, that's an endorsement. Or these guys are trying to silence Bernie Sanders. To the American people, that's an endorsement. And I think the point is made. Uh, just because somebody attacks you doesn't mean it's a bad thing. In fact, the fact that they're attacking you could be a good thing. Um, I mean, if, uh, if I was involved in, like, you know, organics uh, or, you know, you know, I had a vegan all that you know vegan organic food product or something and monsanto attacked me i would i would blast that everywhere i'd say look these people were scared of me right yeah it's look i got these people after me so you know i got them on on the ropes so yeah come on bring it please give me more yeah. publicity with your money that'd be great yeah, right. <laughs> i don't have to pay for it right you can spin anything into a positive yes Right. Again, and like I said, I, I was the perfect example, though. The one bad piece of PR and I made a fortune. Yes. And it didn't cost me anything to go in there. And as much as I was offended at the beginning, it ended up being a great thing. That, that, that's, fan, that's fantastic. So, um, you know, we still have a little bit of time left here. And, you know, there are a couple more things that I'd like to get into here uh, just a little bit. And um, one thing that I, I love is that, uh, you know, you work with small business owners on how to successfully pitch their businesses to the media so they can get the free publicity and attract more customers and clients to their business. And I love this conversation right. you've been having about how negatives can turn into positives and things can happen by accident. So I'm going to ask you a slightly different type of question. Let's say that, let's say that, I'm having a fundraiser this weekend. We're having like a benefit picnic uh, to benefit children with cystic fibrosis. Have this event. This Welcome to the conference. Please enter the conference ID followed by the pound key. To big box retail, which I now know it will never be in big box retail because it's very niche. But when somebody you know, tells you how great it is and sells you on all these concepts. And yeah, I fell for it hook, line, and sinker. And I got in a contract that I couldn't get out of. I was paying monthly. After four and a half months, they were supposed to help me get my product manufactured. Uh, they told me they could not find any faux fur in China. And I will tell you, so people think, oh, you manufactured in China. I tried to have my product manufactured in the United States for five months. 
I, can't, I have a yellow pad that I've kept that has every factory across the U.S. that does cut and sew, and nobody would work with me. Right. And that's a whole other interview we could do. Uh, but so I knew I needed to go overseas, and he told me they couldn't find any faux fur in China. And I told you I owned a retail store with my best friend. So she was at the Atlanta Gift Mart, and she thought it was funny for four days to send me pictures of every product made in China that had fur on it. Wow. <laughs> so, but I couldn't get out of the contract. So, yeah, I spent $27,000, and I got nothing. That's uh, very unfortunate. And I think that almost all of our listeners here in the Business Creators Radio Show have at some point – spend money and got a negative return on investment or a lack of yep. return on investment. So if you had to do that one over again, um, what do you think you could have done that – what do you think you could have done that would have possibly – how should we put this – spared you yeah. the problem I of losing $27,000? I would never sign a contract again that was not somewhat performance-based. That there has to be milestones and there has to be accomplishments along the way. Otherwise, you can get out of the contract. Right. So don't sign, don't sign a year-long contract where the itty-bitty tiny fine print says that there are no guarantees. I see. I think that is something we all need to be aware of is the fine print. And, you know, we we get excited about doing things. We get excited about signing off on things. And sometimes it's the fine print that really saves us, not only as the consumer, so to speak, of the service, because you are going to be the client of the service, but also as the provider of the service. Uh, by, you know, reading what's going on, whether you're the you're the recipients of the contract or you're the creator of the contract and making sure certain protections are in there. It's just a great way to make sure we all remain friends and to protect you from making errors such as that. And I think that applies whether you're looking to hire a retail expert or whether you're looking to hire a PR firm or whatever it is. Now, here is another thing that I would like to ask here because what I love about your story, Christina, is that persistence and perseverance got my product, it got your product manufactured. So what advice would you have for someone who doesn't even know where to begin with PR? I mean, we have people out there saying, well, how the heck do I get the logos? How do I get on Oprah? Right. Buy my book. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, there there is a lot of really good information on my website that's free, seriously. Uh, it, it's just a matter of learning the, the tools to do that. Like I said, Harrow is great. Harrow is a great resource. Get get signed up for that and get, you know, that that's just one of the easiest, fastest ways to do that. Um, the other thing, like I said, is start local. Pitch a story. You know, you want – this is the key to publicity. It has to be something that's newsworthy to the audience. You know, as much as I would love to say, oh, just put my boots on – no, that's not that's not the newsworthy story. You know, I've been on for National Healthy Foot Month. That was a you know kind of a fun spin on getting my product on. Um, I was I told you about NBC. You know, they talked about the Inventors Competition. So it's it's making a newsworthy story. Uh, there's something called a non-traditional calendar, which is really fun to look at. There, uh, I talk about there was a, a bakery here that was on for National Bacon Day because they created a, a maple bacon frosting on their cupcake. 
So right. it's just getting creative and thinking outside of the box. It's not it's not about you or your business. It's about what you can make that's fun and newsworthy for an audience and how can you you know, wrap your business, your product, your service, your brand into that story because you'll reap the benefits of it. They're going to talk about you. They're going to put your website down. They're going to link to you. But it can't just be about you. Right. Yeah, I think that's I think that's very important stuff that we need to be aware of. And again, I think that's a great mindset for anybody that's looking to get into PR or looking to gain more public relations for for their business. And uh, well, you know, while we're on this topic here, um, I would like to ask a question about um, about the Oprah effect. Uh, you know, everybody believes, and I hear this so many times, that if they can just get on Oprah, their life will change. It will change, but it can also change for the negative. And okay. I tell people this all the time. If you want to be in Oprah Magazine, if you want to be on the Today Show, you better be able, your website better be able to handle the traffic, and you better be able to fill your orders or sell your books or whatever it is that you're talking about that they're going to promote. And for and Oprah, obviously, it's a product-based business. But I know people who've gone out of business because they couldn't fill the orders. And the negative, you know, the negative customer service and the negative everything, it just shut their business down. Uh-huh. So it's important that if you're going after the Oprah effect, you've got, you know, you've got a warehouse full of merchandise, you've got a fulfillment mm-hmm. center that can fill your orders, you're, you're ready to go. Now I've heard from you're some. You're going to play with the big boys. <laughs> you got to hang with them. You got to be ready to do that, and, and not only Oprah, but yeah. we've heard these stories about Groupon and other ways yep. we can get publicity uh, for your business or visitors to your web pages. And next thing you know, it's like, holy crap! Now I have to fulfill all this, and I don't know what to do. So we have these bakeries that have uh, home bakery licenses, and they can do maybe three dozen cupcakes a day, and they've just right. sold three hundred and fifty thousand cupcakes. Yeah, like, put them out of business. <laughs> right. Now what? I right. mean, I mean how, do you even, how do you even get a factory ramped up in time to fulfill that in a timely manner and without losing your shirt? I mean, holy heck. I mean, you got to be real careful with that. So here's a here's something else. And, and I got this question from uh, a couple of our listeners who heard you were going to be on Business Creators Radio and Show and submitted this question in advance. And I, you know, since you've been on places like Steve Harvey, um, Dr. Oz, uh, you've been on almost all the major news networks at one time or another. Uh, and this actually happened to a client of ours. Before they became a client of ours, they were on one of the major advice shows. I'm not going to say which one or which client, but most of our listeners actually know who I'm talking about. Uh, but we had a situation where somebody was invited to a talk show, and they were interviewed on their on their business. But it turned out that the slant of the interview was extremely negative, and it was meant to attack them. And not only that, but the host of the show arranged for this person's competitors to be in the audience and heckle them. <gasps> really? What do you do in a situation like that? And how do you – now, again, uh, I mean, it's hard for me to say that they didn't arrange for it because it just, it's just a little bit too coincidental that they have this person on stage and then they have their direct competitors in the audience who then stand up and attack them. It's hard for me to say that somebody didn't have an agenda there. I mean, it could have been a complete coincidence, but – 
I don't know. But so let's assume that it actually was a complete coincidence. So you come on to um, a talk show, you come on to a news show, and it turns out that the reporter or the interviewer has an agenda to use you as a cautionary tale or to make you look bad to make themselves look good and just so happens through a complete set of unrelated circumstances your direct competitor who hates you is in the audience and they stand up and they start attacking you and your host joins in on it how do you turn that around and make that a positive for your business because this is going to be all over the world there's no stopping it it's going to go out on a hundred different news networks yeah, well, that, I mean, it's obviously a nightmare situation, and right. and you know, other than politics, you really you really don't see that that badly on national television. Right. Um, I I if you're there, I mean, I would just continue to focus on the positives of your business. Now, I wasn't, I don't know what the interview was about. I don't know what the competitor was, you know. But there's, you always have something that's more positive for your business that somebody else does. I always say there's something you do better than anybody else does. Right. So I would have just immediately tried to focus on that. Right. And you also have to remember that people watching might feel bad for you or might really like your product or service better. I I have a story. I I got really bad publicity one time and I made the mistake. I, I promoted before I had product and I used prototype pictures. They weren't the finals. Actually, it's a product I never even manufactured. And I was on Refinery29, which is one of the top-ranking fashion blogs. Yeah. I mean, they're t- you know, top, top page of Google. I've heard of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the article was written, and it said, she has a good idea, but her designs are awful. It's tweens meets Michaels. It's like, oh, kick in the stomach. Yeah. This is a nightmare. Nightmare. I'm like, finally, three years later, it does not appear on page one anymore. But the funny thing is, with Google Analytics, you can tell what's driving traffic and what's selling on your website. I made thousands of dollars from that article. Yeah. So just because somebody else, just because the person who wrote the article didn't like it, didn't mean that the people reading the article didn't see the picture and thought, oh, that's a great idea, and went and bought it. So just because you're getting lambasted on national television, you know, by, maybe people don't like the way you're being treated and feel badly for you. Or again, you just keep spinning your positive. What's the, the thing that you do that's so great that nobody else does? I mean, that, that, that would be the thing that I would do in a situation like that. I absolutely love that. Um, in the case of our of our listener who had that situation that I mentioned a few minutes ago, that's exactly what he did. He just stood tall, stood proud, continued to share the merits of what it was that he offers, and he ended up getting a lot of business from it. Yeah, see, and 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 and, and the way he dealt and the way he dealt with it is. Um, is he put a post on his blog, which actually got picked up and got mentioned in some media outlets, where he said, yeah, this is what happened, and and this is the situation I found myself in, but you know what? In the end, it doesn't matter. They put me on TV. Right. Yeah. Right. And, so, yeah, and, 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 and after that, the controversy just kind of went away, and it turned into a great positive for his business. So, I mean, I think that point is exactly right, and I kind of knew you were going to go with that. And you raise a good point, too, that, you know, the fact that you're being attacked by certain people can be interpreted as an endorsement. Um, I believe it was Franklin Roosevelt who said something to the effect of, I ask that you judge me by who my enemies are. 
It was something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing right. him. But his whole point was, before you judge me, look at the people who are putting me down and then make your own decisions about whether what I did was good or bad. Um, and we see this a lot. And we're seeing this a lot, uh, you know, in our, you know, here in the United States, uh, 2015 if you're listening to this like three years from now on the itunes channel it's 2015 and at the time that we're doing this interview um we have uh we have donald trump and bernie sanders who are both running for president um for their respective political parties and i'm seeing a lot of memes on the internet that show some of the establishment candidates or the establishment leaders of those particular parties and they'll say these guys don't like trump to the American people, that's an endorsement. Or these guys are trying to silence Bernie Sanders. To the American people, that's an endorsement. And I think the point is made. Uh, just because somebody attacks you doesn't mean it's a bad thing. In fact, the fact that they're attacking you could be a good thing. Um, I mean, if uh, if I was involved in, like, you know, organics uh, or, you know, you know, I had a vegan, all that, you know, vegan organic food product or something, and Monsanto attacked me, I would, I would, blast that everywhere i'd say look these people were scared of me right yeah it's like i got these people after me so you know i got them on on the ropes so yeah come on bring it please give me more yeah. publicity with your money that'd be great yeah, right. <laughs> i don't have to pay for it right you can spin anything into a positive yes Right. Again, and like I said, I, I with the perfect example the the one bad piece of pr and i made a fortune Yes. And it didn't cost me anything to go in there. And as much as I was offended at the beginning, it ended up being a great thing. That, that, that's, fan, that's fantastic. So, um, you know, we still have a little bit of time left here. And, you know, there are a couple more things that I'd like to get into here uh, just a little bit. And um, one thing that I, I love is that, uh, you know, you work with small business owners on how to successfully pitch their businesses to the media so they can get the free publicity and attract more customers and clients to their business. And I love this conversation right. you've been having about how negatives can turn into positives and things can happen by accident. So I'm going to ask you a slightly different type of question. Let's say that, let's say that, I'm having a fundraiser this weekend. We're having like a benefit picnic uh, to benefit children with cystic fibrosis. Welcome to the conference. Please enter the conference ID followed by the pound key. Heard of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the article was written and it said she has a good idea, but her designs are awful. It's tweens meets Michaels. It's like, oh, kick in the stomach. Yeah. This is a nightmare. Nightmare. I'm like, we're fine. It, it finally, three years later, it does not appear on page one anymore. But the funny thing is, with Google Analytics, you can tell what's driving traffic and what's selling on your website. I made thousands of dollars from that article. Yeah. So just because somebody else, just because the person who wrote the article didn't like it didn't mean that the people reading the article didn't see the picture and thought, oh, that's a great idea, and went and bought it. So just because you're getting lambasted on national television, you know, by, maybe people don't like the way you're being treated and feel badly for you. Or again, you keep spinning your positive. What's the, the thing that you do that's so great that nobody else does? I mean, that, that, that would be the thing that I would do in a situation like that. 
I absolutely love that. Um, in the case of our of our listener who had that situation that I mentioned a few minutes ago, that's exactly what he did. He just stood tall, stood proud, continued to share the merits of what it was that he offers, and he ended up getting a lot of business from it. Yeah, See? and 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 the way he dealt and the way he dealt with it is. Um, is he put a post on his blog, which actually got picked up and got mentioned in some media outlets, where he said, yeah, this is what happened, and and this is the situation I found myself in, but you know what? In the end, it doesn't matter. They put me on TV. Right. Yeah. Right. And, so, and, 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 and after that, the controversy just kind of went away, and it turned into a great positive for his business. So, I mean, I think that point is exactly right, and I kind of knew you were going to go with that. And you raise a good point, too, that, you know, the fact that you're being attacked by certain people can be interpreted as an endorsement. Um, I believe it was Franklin Roosevelt who said something to the effect of, I asked you judge me by who my enemies are. It was something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing right. him. But his whole point was, before you judge me, look at the people who are putting me down and then make your own decisions about whether what I did was good or bad. Um, and we see this a lot. And we're seeing this a lot, uh, you know, in our, you know, here in the United States, uh, 2015, if you're listening to this like three years from now on the iTunes channel, it's 2015. And at the time that we're doing this interview, um, we have uh, we have Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders, who are both running for president um, for their respective political parties. And I'm seeing a lot of memes on the internet that show some of the establishment candidates or the establishment leaders of those particular parties. And they'll say, these guys don't like Trump. To the American people, that's an endorsement. Or these guys are trying to silence Bernie Sanders. To the American people, that's an endorsement. And I think the point is made. Uh, just because somebody attacks you doesn't mean it's a bad thing. In fact, the fact that they're attacking you could be a good thing. Um, I mean, if uh, if I was involved in, like, you know, organics uh, or, you know, you know, I had a vegan, all you know, vegan organic food product or something, and Monsanto attacked me, I would, I would blast that everywhere i'd say look these people were scared of me right, right. yeah I, it's, it's look i got it's I, 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 I got these people after me so you know i got them on on the ropes so yeah come on bring it please give me more yep. publicity with your money that'd be great yeah, right. <laughs> i don't have to pay for it right you can spin anything into a positive yes Right. Again, and, like I said, I, I with the perfect example the the one bad piece of pr and i made a fortune Yes. And it didn't cost me anything to go in there. And as much as I was offended at the beginning, it ended up being a great thing. That, that, that's, fan, that's fantastic. So, um, you know, we still have a little bit of time left here. And, you know, there are a couple more things that I'd like to get into here uh, just a little bit. And um, one thing that I, I love is that, uh, you know, you work with small business owners on how to successfully pitch their businesses to the media so they can get the free publicity and attract more customers and clients to their business. And I love this conversation right. you've been having about how negatives can turn into positives and things can happen by accident. So I'm going to ask you a slightly different type of question. Let's say that, let's say that, I'm having a fundraiser this weekend. We're having like a benefit picnic uh, to benefit children with cystic fibrosis. Have this event. This Welcome day. to the conference. Please enter the conference ID followed by the pound key.
where I'd say, look, these people were scared of me. Right. Right. Yeah, I, it's, it's look. I, it's I, I, it's like I, 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 I got these people after me, so you know I got them on on the ropes. So yeah, come on, bring it, please. Give me more yep. publicity with your money. That'd be great. Yeah, right, <laughs> I don't have to pay for it. Right, you can spin anything into a positive. Yes. Right. Again, and like I said, I, I would the perfect example. The the one bad piece of PR, and I made a fortune. Yes. And it didn't cost me anything to go in there. And as much as I was offended at the beginning, it ended up being a great thing. That, that, that's, fan, that's fantastic. So, um, you know, we still have a little bit of time left here. And, you know, there are a couple more things that I'd like to get into here uh, just a little bit. And um, one thing that I, I love is that, uh, you know, you work with small business owners on how to successfully pitch their businesses to the media so they can get the free publicity and attract more customers and clients to their business. And I love this conversation right. you've been having about how negatives can turn into positives and things can happen by accident. So I'm going to ask you a slightly different type of question. Let's say that, let's say that, I'm having a fundraiser this weekend. We're having like a benefit picnic uh, to benefit children with cystic fibrosis. Have this event. This Welcome to the conference. Please enter the conference ID followed by the pound key. Clients to their business, and I love this conversation right. you've been having about how negatives can turn into positives and things can happen by accident. So I'm going to ask you a slightly different type of question. Let's say that. Um, okay, so let's say I'm, I'm hosting a picnic this weekend, and it's a benefit to help children with cystic fibrosis, like a fundraiser. It's Wednesday. It's happening this Saturday, and I need to get people at this event. I need to get sponsors. I need to get attention to this because I want to make a nice-sized donation to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. I need publicity tomorrow. What do I do? <laughs> uh, you get on social media. Okay. Because you, you cannot get traditional media that fast. Right. It would be – you could try with your local television. I would invite the media out to my event. Right. But you really need to do it more than three days in advance. Well, a lot, a, lot of people, a lot of people either don't think of it. And another thing that sometimes comes up is this little party they were throwing turns out to be something much larger than they originally anticipated. And an opportunity that wasn't even on their radar screen is suddenly right in front of their face. And they say, hey, I don't know how this happened or how this got to be so big. But I'm thinking maybe we should well, get some media coverage. That's a different story. Then I would pick up the phone and I would say exactly that. I would call... NBC, my local, and say, hey, we were going to do this little thing, and we've got 10,000 people coming now. This is obviously a, a hot topic in our community. We'd love to invite you down to talk to these people and talk to us and learn more about it. That's great. So tell me more about using social media to generate publicity. Um, you know, what would you do with some of the different platforms? How would you structure it? And how would you tie that into the social media conversation to draw attention to your events or to your business? I would find local groups, uh, say, example, for in Facebook. Right. I would find, you know, groups that would be interested in attending something like that and post it in the group. Right. For, for a local event. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do. You can follow journalists on Twitter. You can connect with them. You can send them story ideas. There's, there's I mean, social media, and that's why I say you really don't need a PR firm 
and how would you tie that into the social media conversation to draw attention to your events or to your business? I would find local groups, uh, say example for in Facebook. Right. I would find you know groups that would be interested in attending something like that and post it in the group. Right. For, for a local event. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do. You can follow journalists on Twitter. You can connect with them. You can send them story ideas. There's, there's, I mean, social media, and that's why I say you really don't need a PR firm. Okay, so how would we use social media to get publicity to this event or what, or if it's a product launch or just something that we deem newsworthy we want to make news around like what are some of the platforms we would use and how would we use those platforms to get the publicity to our event right well specifically for your event is a local event I would find local Facebook groups okay. in my area and I would post it on there uh, groups you know about you said cystic fibrosis I would find groups like that people who would be interested in attending you know we're on that super short time window uh, so I would definitely that would be the first thing I would do you could try Twitter you're not probably not gonna have as much luck with Twitter on right. a short turnaround like that LinkedIn would be another thing you, you could find local business organizations in LinkedIn that may have an interest to that and you could post something in there that's fantastic. A couple points I want to make on that is um, simply going into discussion groups on Facebook and LinkedIn and just posting your stuff is almost a guaranteed way to get permanently banned from that group. On the other hand, if you find out who the moderator of the group is, and that's very easy to do just simply by looking, simply by looking at the membership, you can find out who the owner is. If you're coming with a public interest story or something where it's a benefit and you just simply ask their permission to post it or you ask their help with it, uh, nine and three-fourths times out of ten, they will bend over backwards for you for two reasons. Number one, because it gives them an opportunity to pay it forward, do good, and be seen on the right side of history. And Number two, because you're that one in 50 people who rather than just spam their group took the time to ask. So because you were that right. one good egg out of 50 rotten eggs, they will bend over backwards. They may even help you promote it. If they have a mailing list, they might even send it out to their mailing list. Or they may know somebody who knows somebody who could get you on your local NBC affiliate that Thursday to get you in for Saturday. It's just amazing what you can do when you approach a discussion group the right way. Discussion groups are one of the most powerful ways to grow a brand and grow a business, whether you're on LinkedIn or whether you're on Facebook. It's just amazing the power of those things. I want to thank you for bringing that up first off. And second, I want to you know, just hammer home the relationship between discussion groups and publicity, particularly on Facebook, particularly on LinkedIn. So um, now you have written a book, as have many of our experts here in the Business Creators Radio Show. We've had people who have written 20 books, and we've had people who have written one book. We have people who have written five books, and we have people who have recently launched books. We've had people who have appeared on the Business Creators Radio Show as part of their book launch. So book launches are something I know a thing or two about. I also speak from stages about how to launch your book. So how did you leverage publicity to grow sales of your book? I mentioned early on, I'm not a proponent of a press release at all, but I think for a book launch, especially if you're doing a bestseller strategy, right. 
it's a good idea because that and a press release through a wire service, not the freebie ones. Right. If you if you are really trying to sell your book, you know, a lot in a short amount of time, like I said earlier, you're going to be on those ABC, NBC, CBS affiliate websites. Your full press release, but you're going to be on it from anywhere from 24 to 72 hours. Correct. So I. I recommend. I, I I did that personally for my book. I've done it for clients. I think it's a great idea. Uh, then you know, what is your book topic? I went out. You know, I'm in the D.C. area, and there's a a business program on ABC. So I pitched a story about marketing PR for small business, how they can't afford publicists, they can't afford advertising. So we talked about all of that. So it's you know, what is your book about, and where can you go? Who would be interested in learning about that topic? people who would be interested in buying your book. Yeah. So I, I do I do tons of business radio. I was just on Bloomberg Radio probably two weeks ago. Great. So I do a lot of – yeah, it was great. It really was great. Uh, but things like that just will we'll do a quick burst in sales of your book. But remember, we all know this. We're not going to make millions off our book. Our book is our platform, and it allows us to share our expertise with the world, and it allows people to learn more about you. But it's not – there are not many people making millions of dollars off their book. Right. There's one thing I want to break down here, um, just because we're on the topic here. As you mentioned, that one way to launch your book is a bestseller strategy. And I believe what you were referring to is uh, when you do the book launch in such a way where you can quickly rise to a bestseller rank on Amazon or the New York Times or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, and that's one way you can do it. Another way is you can launch it directly through your own website with, uh, with the right. idea that you're giving away X number of free copies, just pay shipping and handling. And that can be a great list builder, which can grow your business significantly. We've done that strategy for clients many times. We've also had clients who pursued the bestseller strategy and we've done it successfully. So, uh, you know, those are two different ways you can do it. You can also do both. You can do the bestseller strategy first, then the List building strategy second is usually the way the order I recommend them if you're going to try and do both. Or you can do right. one book for bestseller and one book for list building. I mean, there's many, 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 many different ways you can tackle this. But regardless of how you do it, another thing I want to pull out of your response here, Christina, is you want to do everything you can to have a whole bunch of it hit at the same time. Exactly. And another thing you can do is you can give away bonuses from other people pertinent to your industry so if people bought the book and then they got something else you know they got a one of the things I do in my course is I know somebody used to work for Family Circle magazine so she put together 10 do's and don'ts for pitching national publications right so something like that you could give away again a list building and also and also selling your book but that's a good a good way to get people interested in your book give them yeah. some extras too Right, right. And, and, the, and the reason I wanted to kind of end here before we turn over the floor to you for a minute is uh, if you're looking for, and this is just our experience when we put together so much of what we've covered here, helping you win at the game of business and marketing, if you want to get a nice boost for your list building and also for your publicity and your brand, because we've talked about list building, we've talked about publicity, and we've talked about branding in various episodes here, one of the best ways to do it is to write and publish your book. I myself am uh, in the process of creating the very first book of our line. Um, tentative title is You Have a Website, Now What? 
So look for that <laughs> in the next couple months. And I like uh, what, that. What we're already thinking ahead to is the publicity. In fact, I'm probably spending more time thinking about the publicity in the table of contents. And and over the course of the next several weeks, I'm going to be doing a very innovative strategy uh, that's going to use a social media platform to create the book very quickly without having to do the old, well, I finally cleaned the house, detailed the car, and taken the cat to the groomer. Now I can finally write strategy. So it's going to be a strategy as she gets the content done. So, um, Christina Daves, thank you so much for being on the Business Creators Radio Show here today. It's been an honor, and it's been an education. And what I'd like to do before we finish up here is give you a moment just to tell us a little bit more for those of our listeners who are sitting on the edge of their seat and just yeah. can't <laughs> wait to get more from you. How can they go ahead and do that? Uh, everything is PR for anyone. The website is PR for anyone. If you click on Experts Corner, yes. it's a free video series. It's awesome. Uh, and I'm about to add a lot more. As a matter of fact, this Friday I'll be interviewing the features editor for Parade Magazine. Um, wow. So I've got some really good uh, – uh, yeah, I've got television producers in there. I've got a former Oprah producer. It's just people who want to help business owners learn how to effectively pitch the media. And it's free. You just go in there and, and watch them. They're, they're shorts. We talked about time, so I try to always do everything really short. Um, but there's, there's lots of great resources. The blog has good information. But PR for anyone, Twitter, Facebook, find me on LinkedIn. I'd love to connect. Yeah, um, I will remind our listeners that all of our guest experts here on Business Creators Radio Show have expert profiles on our website where you can find their website, their social media platforms and such, so you can connect with them in the manner that you yourself choose. And I think you're going to find it. Christine is a great person to connect with. And if you go to yourpracademy.com, I am somewhat familiar with the Experts Corner. I've excuse me, been there myself. And I think it's a fantastic resource. So set yourself aside an afternoon or so. After you listen to this episode three times to get the most out of it, then go over to the Experts <laughs> Corner on PRForAnyone.com and immerse yourself. It's got great stuff. I mean, I, I clicked on the tab just now while we were while you're telling me about that. And I'm seeing, um, I mean, I'm seeing uh, Peter Shankman, who's the founder of yeah. Harrow, or Help a Reporter Out. And as you know, uh, one of our business creators here is Dan Janelle, the founder of PR Leads. These are two great solutions you can use for getting reporters to contact you. And we have Monica True, Laura Evans, Sarah Lane, and a bunch of other names that most of us have heard of at one point or another. It's instant access and it's free. So I really encourage everybody to do that. Now, we are at the top of the hour. So I want to thank everybody for being here. And especially you, Christina. Thank you so much for for um, taking time out of your, um, you know, coming off the publicity circuit for a few minutes to come down and slum with us here at the <laughs> Business Creators Radio Show. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. I really had a great time. You bet. For everybody listening, this is Adam Homie, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please be sure to check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and on iTunes, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.
time thinking about the publicity and the table of contents. And and over the course of the next several weeks, I'm going to be doing a very innovative strategy uh, that's going to use a social media platform to create the book very quickly without having to do the old, well, I finally cleaned the house, detailed the car, and taken the cat to the groomer. Now I can finally write strategy. So it's going to be a strategy as she gets the content done. So um, Christina Daves, thank you so much for being on Business Creators Radio Show here today. It's been an honor and it's been an education. And what I'd like to do before we finish up here is give you a moment just to tell us a little bit more for those of our listeners who are sitting on the edge of their seat and just yeah. can't <laughs> wait to get more from you. How can they go ahead and do that? Uh, everything is PR for anyone. The website is PR for anyone. If you click on Experts Corner, yes. it's a free video series. It's awesome. Uh, and I'm about to add a lot more. As a matter of fact, this Friday I'll be interviewing the features editor for Parade Magazine. Um, wow. So I've got some really good uh, – yeah, I've got television producers in there. I've got a former Oprah producer. It's just people who want to help business owners learn how to effectively pitch the media. And it's free. You just go in there and, and watch them. They're, they're short. We talked about time, so I try to always do everything really short. Um, but there's, there's lots of great resources. The blog has good information. But PR for anyone, Twitter, Facebook, find me on LinkedIn. I'd love to connect. Yeah, um, I will remind our listeners that all of our guest experts here on Business Creators Radio Show have expert profiles on our website where you can find their website, their social media platforms and such, so you can connect with them in the manner that you yourself choose. And I think you're going to find it. Christine is a great person to connect with. And if you go to yourpracademy.com, I am somewhat familiar with the Experts Corner. I've excuse me, been there myself. And I think it's a fantastic resource. So set yourself aside an afternoon or so. After you listen to this episode three times to get the most out of it, then go over to the Experts <laughs> Corner on PRForAnyone.com and immerse yourself. It's got great stuff. I mean, I, I clicked on the tab just now while we were while you're telling me about that. And I'm seeing, um, I mean, I'm seeing uh, Peter Shankman, who's the founder of yeah. Harrow, or Help a Reporter Out. And as you know, uh, one of our business creators here is Dan Janelle, the founder of PR Leads. These are two great solutions you can use for getting reporters to contact you. And we have Monica True, Laura Evans, Sarah Lane, and a bunch of other names that most of us have heard of at one point or another. It's instant access and it's free. So I really encourage everybody to do that. Now, we are at the top of the hour. So I want to thank everybody for being here. And especially you, Christina. Thank you so much for for um, taking time out of your, um, you know, coming off the publicity circuit for a few minutes to come down and slum with us here at the <laughs> Business Creators Radio Show. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. I really had a great time. You bet. For everybody listening, this is Adam Homie, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please be sure to check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and on iTunes, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. Until next time, have a great day. Take care. of Harrow yeah. or help a reporter out. And as you know, uh, one of our business creators here is Dan Janelle, the founder of PR Leads. These are two great solutions you can use for getting reporters to contact you. And we have Monica True, Laura Evans, Sarah Lane, and a bunch of other names that most of us have heard of at one point or another. It's instant access and it's free. So I really encourage everybody to do that. Now, we are at the top of the hour. So I want to thank everybody for being here. And especially you, Christina. Thank you so much for um, taking time 
time out of your, um, you know, coming off the publicity circuit for a few minutes to come down and slum with us here at the <laughs> Business Creators Radio Show. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. I really had a great time. You bet. For everybody listening, this is Adam Homey, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please be sure to check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and on iTunes, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. Until next time, have a great day. Take care. Please be sure to check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and on iTunes, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. Until next time, have a great day. Take care. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.